Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. Skin, hair, nails, just good health all over. So I got to the point where I was, for like a week, week and a half, I like didn't really take vegetables. And I could totally feel a difference just from not taking the vegetables. I just feel mellower. And that helps me too, because then I can give myself a break and say, good, you did it. I know that this is a good path for me to go on. I can tell there's things that are happening and I do feel better. Yes, it's better. I was really down and it has been uplifting. I really do approve of it. And I'm 80 years old. And so this is really uh, good for me. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code KATE. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Remember, communism jokes aren't funny unless everybody gets them. The show starts now. Psychological warfare, what it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. The first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. You cannot change their mind, even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. To get rid of society of these people, you, have, you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of the uh, of, uh, United States society. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate this. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. Oh, so glad you're joining us today. I got Uncle Milty here. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. And uh, I'm excited about that every day. Uh, I also uh, am excited about this hour because we're going to be talking about something really important, and that is kind of what we're facing right now, the steps in which it was done and and how uh, religious groups in particular uh, still um, remained even underground in a situation with full-blown communism afoot, right? And so we have a great author and uh, guest coming in to join us. But I wanted to start off with this today because this is so important, I think, for us to understand kind of where we're at in this whole scenario. That was a spy. That was a former KGB spy, Bezmanov, Yuri Bezmanov. And he was actually interviewed by Ed Griffin, who we've had on the show, yep. and uh, who's amazing. Uh, he wrote the book, The Jekyll of, uh, of the, Je- the Jekyll Island book. Uh, the Je- oh my gosh, my brain about the Federal Reserve, the creature from Jekyll Island. Thank you. I'm just, uh, yeah, what can I say? I'm tired. So 
Uh, he was in the mid eighties, KGB in the mid eighties and, um, Soviet spy. And he defected to Canada. Um, I'm well, actually he was talking in the, in the eighties about this, but he was a, he was a spy earlier on. So he defected to Canada in 1970 and talk, he died in 1993 and I sure hope his words live on because it's a really important lesson for us. And he was talking about how how this works. How does communism invade, right? We all remember, uh, and now I can't remember the guy's name, um, who talked about our nation uh, being invaded and we would never even know. That was in the 1950s. We would never even know what was happening. It was going to be. Yeah, it was going to be that silent and that quiet. And so these were steps that he was talking about. There, these were steps and demoralization was the first step 15 to 20 years are needed for this step and that is the amount of time required to educate a generation to educate a generation helping along the way are media teachers who have become sympathetic to the theoretical causes of subverting a nation okay so first it was demoralization second it was uh destabilization uh, destabilization and that was a two to five year period in which we target the country's foreign relations, defense and economy. What do you think is happening right now? Yeah. What, what do you think is happening right now? Of course, we're getting hit, right? We already had the demoralization. Then it's destabilization. Then it's crisis. We're in full time crisis, right? Full time crisis, 24 seven, all the time, all the time, because what does that do? It allows them emergency powers. It allows them all of these things to keep implementing and doing. And this is this is what is so destructive is there's no authority to do that. They're just claiming the authority to do that. And uh, and then also normalization. And that is the stage uh, that the appreciation of what the status quo looks like, his description of that. We'll talk about all of these things, and we'll also talk about what it's like to be um, to be a person writing about this in uh, in a wonderful new book. And so, I want to mention this. This is beneath this sheep's clothing: a communist, the communist takeover of culture in the USSR, and parallels in today's America. And our guest is, Ju- is Julie Beeling. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm glad you're here to talk. This is so important. This is so huge, you guys. Please share this podcast um, when we turn it into a podcast. Right now we're live on the air, but when we turn it into a podcast. Um, Because this book, uh, and it has such high ratings, too, by the way. So many people have been loving this book, Beneath Sheep's Clothing uh, by Judy Beeling. This book, uh, how did you come to write this book? Give us your history. Yeah, so in the late 90s, I went to Russia as a as an LDS missionary, mm-hmm. and um, then I came back to the States, and I got a dual master's in Russian language and literature, nice. and Russian and East European studies. And when I was in graduate school, I had the option to write a thesis, and I really felt compelled. I actually wrote my master's thesis on underground Christian movements in the Soviet Union. Nice. And their survival tactics, and the tactics of the Soviet government to destroy them. And I spent two years working on my thesis, including I was able to, to do a study abroad and meet some of the people who were still worshiping underground in Russia. Wow. <laughs> and um, one of those was a chance meeting at the Bolshoi um, Ballet with a guy who was an underground Pentecostal. And he was able to get me into the services. And I got a lot of literature about the history of their church that I was able to use. You just happen to get a seat. That's a God thing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. So. Yeah. My ticket, for, yeah. I was with a group. Right. And my ticket was separate from everyone else's for some reason. <laughs> so Wow, what a miracle yeah, to be able so, to get get him and his, you know analysis and trust on what on how they were doing things this is huge for us to know this that's why i like this you know there's a lot of things on communism but rarely do we hear how did they 
prevail? How did the how did the smaller groups underground prevail? So we're going to be talking about that. We talked to our. Uh, why is it I cannot think of a name to save my life today? What is my problem today? Um, uh, from Germany, East Germany. Lack of sleep. Uh, okay. <laughs> I can't you. think of his name. The minute you. you say that, I, I forget oh, his name, geez. too. Uh, he came on the show and he was talking about how um, how they finally penetrated through the, uh, the, the, the communism takeover of East Germany. And that was they started walking around the churches in droves. And then the government couldn't have the optics of just shooting everybody quietly walking around churches, but they just kept adding and adding and adding to it. And he talked about the groups. And I think this is why this is so huge because not only is this for survival or could be for survival later, but also this needs to be examined because when, when Yuri Bresman was talking about the four stages, how to, how to invade a nation and demoralization came up. And, and, and he was talking about the fact that you could, you could say it's black and white and people still wouldn't believe because their trusted sources are going to tell them that black is white and white is black and they're going to believe it, right? You probably noticed a, a little bit of this. So tell us a little bit when you started um, uh, talking to people just coming out of this, of the, we all saw the wall fell, that the wall fell. I think there was way more to that story involving the Bushes and how George Soros made his money. But when that fell, you were, you were there in the 90s. Late nineties. I was in Russia in the late nineties. Yeah, okay. what were you seeing in the people in the in the circumstances going on? Well, I was in a part of Russia. I was not in Moscow. I was on mm-hmm. the, the Volga region, uh-huh. and there was quite a lot of extreme poverty. Right. I think the average um, income was thirty dollars a month um, for for people in that part of Russia at that time. Which, of course, the expenses were a lot lower. But people right. lived a very low standard of living. There was a lot of excitement. Um, an openness and willingness for people to um, learn about God mm-hmm. and to embrace Christianity, which was great for me as a missionary. There was also a lot of trauma. There trauma. were mm-hmm. a lot of, um, especially elderly people I met right. that I could tell that they had very deep trauma from the communist regime. Um, there was one man that we worked with. His name was Carl. He was actually an ethnic German. Um, this one of the cities I li- was in in Russia was actually had a lot, a large population of ethnic Germans. He had spent time in a Nazi concentration camp. Well, not a concentration camp, a Nazi POW camp mm-hmm. during World War II. Right. And then when World War II ended, the Soviets put him in the gulag because he was ethnic German and had been in a POW camp in Germany. Therefore, he must be a spy. Oh. And he had lost both of his legs, was in a wheelchair and had spent, you know, a couple decades of his life in horrific, you know, in imprisonment. And that's just one example of someone I met who was deeply traumatized. Well, um, you can only imagine. I mean, look at look at us right now. We're silencing ourselves. We're already kind of putting ourselves into a situation so that we don't rock the boat. You have to be status quo, right? And so we're doing it to ourselves. Just wait till they do it by force, right? Yeah, it's it's really disturbing for sure. Um, so as you as so, I can't wait to get more glimpses of what you found in these um, in these religious organizations that were trying to prevail during a time like this. Because I don't know how you would know who to trust. I mean, how would you know you know who was actually working? for the Russians at that point in time. And if you went down and you were invited by somebody, how would you, how would they know who to trust? Well, I mean, that is a good question because the KGB after World War II um, and after Stalin and after there was a little bit of a thaw, Mm -hmm. 
and the churches, there was a big resurgence in the churches, and they began, the Soviet government began to realize that they couldn't just go and massacre Christians like they did in the early years, right. but they decided to go ahead and infiltrate the churches. And that was their most successful tactic to control the churches from within. And even one of my um, favorite underground churches that I researched was underground Seventh-day Adventists in the mm-hmm. Soviet Union. They were successfully dismantled and destroyed because some infiltration. Some, yes. And it was a very, very close circle of people leading that church. So, Jeez. yeah. I, and, it, it, you know, and it's it's almost amazing to think that they did have these underground things. I mean, you know, and of course you would, you would try to, but <clears throat> I'm actually surprised all of them weren't destroyed from within over there. Right. Were you? Well, you know, back to my time as a missionary, I met people probably every week who said that their grandmothers baptized them in the, in the woods in secret when they were growing up. Wow. And a lot, there was a lot of faith that was transmitted mm-hmm. on the sly that, that we weren't necessarily part of any kind of organizational, right. you know, one of these underground just churches. Christian, just basic. Right. Mm-hmm. But that flame of faith was transmitted through a, enough of the populace that mm. it was still pretty, pretty wow. much there after 80 years. Now we know why religious freedom was so important to the founders, right? Yeah. Uh, religious freedom, because we were so hungry for that. And as we saw this even go on as America stood, um, it's amazing to see the, the differences and the parallels and all the things that are going on right now, kind of demonizing Christianity. So we'll talk to Julie about that. We have author Julie Beeling in with us and the book uh, Beneath Sheep's Clothing. You've got to get this on uh, Amazon. It's really good. It has a really fresh perspective of the angles that we're talking about right now that we need to learn from desperately. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Be right back. Hi, this is Ryan from Inside Out Hyperbarics, and today I'm on the radio to say thank you to all of our clients who have allowed us to be part of their healing journeys. From helping those suffering from traumatic brain injury and chronic pain disorders, to those with symptoms of autoimmune or the lingering effects of COVID-19 long haulers. It's been an honor you put faith in us to help you through some of your toughest times. So to give back, we will be running monthly specials to celebrate our upcoming six-year anniversary. To find these specials, check us out on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you. Hi, everybody. Go to the bottom of my homepage. You're going to see an ad for Z-Stack, Dr. Zelenko's new vitamin supplement that combines zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. All of those things that we talk about on the show, he has combined them into one supplement. Dr. Zelenko is a board-certified physician in New York. He was the one that gave ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to Trump and told him about that, and he was really the guy that started the frontline doctors. Dr. Zelenko formulated the Support Your Immune Function supplement. Zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Take this every day. This is a great combination of a supplement that you can take of all the things we talk about on the show. This is an amazing product to keep you well and make sure that you go get this. This is also manufactured in the USA. Head and order this. Go to the bottom of my homepage at katedallyradio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Some folks don't appreciate this land that gave them birth. I hear that up in Washington they're having an awful fuss. Cause communists and spies are making monkeys out of us. The bureaus and departments have been busy night and day. They're figuring out just how we gave our secrets all away. And Congress has appointed a committee, so they said, to find out who's American and who's 
Bugs are low down red. They call him up to Washington Jeez. to speak This is uh, Grandpa Sam. Jones on the but banjo. The song is I'm No Communist. Interesting song. Welcome back. We have a great guest, Julie Beeling. Uh, the book uh, is Beneath Sheep's Clothing. You can get it on Amazon. And uh, Julie wrote a great book about uh, talking about um, how these religious groups, too, uh, still prevailed underground. And things that we need to know. This is We really need to know this information. I'm grateful for her and her work that she's done on her thesis and everything else she put into this book. And, and, and let me tell you, before we go there, please go to MyPillow.com. And um, Mike just had a symposium in Missouri with a lot of media there, with checklists that you can bring to your county commissioners all over the country, and uh, help with this election fraud and exposing it. The county commissioners all over the country don't want to have to do anything with it, and they're weakling and uh, weaklings and little wusses, and they won't stand up for what's right because I know they know there's election fraud. So is there's too much evidence of it? So. Please support MyPillow.com by going there, putting in the code word Kate, and um, getting up to 90% off on those products. The, I'm serious. The best sheets in the world, the best towels. I, I love these towels and wish I wish I could just give big batches of them to everybody because they're amazing and uh, and all, best towels I've ever had. And also uh, the pillows, the down comforters, the mattresses, uh, 50% off on the mattresses. He's just giving you the savings because he was... Uh, he was canceled by culture activists that don't like America. So please go support Mike Lindell. And also please go buy the commemorative Kate Daly Show coin. It's limited edition and um, it's only going to be available for a short while, folks. Please get yours to support Truth in Radio. 99 bucks. Most of that goes to the show. Just And you'll put some uh, money back in your pocket because you're investing in metals. You're, it's a silver coin. Okay, Julie. I have a question for you from the audience, and that was uh, China. You know, is China silently invading? How do you how do you recognize how how prevalent they are in America, and uh, and of course we have this ongoing threat really to America's uh, you know sovereign freedom and constitution right now. It's hard to destroy the constitution, isn't it? <laughs> It's difficult. Very much so. It takes quite a long time. Yeah, it does. Uh, a lot of effort over many generations. Yeah. I haven't studied China as much, but um, what I what I did put in my book was discussing um, some of the same tactics that they used in the Cultural Revolution Revolution in China, with brainwashing the children, mm. and um, Lily Tang Williams. I'm sure you've yes. heard of her. Yes, we've had her on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has. You know, she's explained how that works and right. how the teachers had to write up about the kids. You know, every little thing about them mm-hmm. from the moment they start school, and that follows them their whole life. Well, we have that now in America. We have that system in the form of the SEL data that's right. being collected on the kids, mm-hmm. the kids using the adaptive learning mm-hmm. computer curricula that it tracks all that metadata right. for their whole their whole, their whole childhood, life. their whole life. And Documented. Even, even in Utah, we have Upstart mm-hmm. um, preschool online mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. kids, and that's also tracking yeah. all of that. And that's kind of everywhere in Chicago where we're live and um, all the different Missouri, all kinds of different states have their versions of this mm-hmm. as well. So. So that's 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 the thing that I've researched the most, mm-hmm. and um, it's definitely disturbing to see all of these yeah. communist tactics in our education, in right. our churches, in our media, and we. So how did the churches stay underground? How do you do this? I mean, I'm sure it took uh, it took some uh, cojones. It took some really brave people to be able to do that in face of knowing what would happen to you if you were found out. Right? They were willing to risk everything. 
and there were people that would go to the gulag for, let's say, 12 years, like a Baptist choir director would be arrested and leave his wife and 10 kids, Mm -hmm. you know, to fend for themselves. Um, These Christians, underground Christians in the Soviet Union had the lowest, they were at less status in society than rapists and murderers. They were considered the scum of the earth. They were mocked at every hand. They would have their kids. How patriots are today. Yes, there are definitely some similarities Definitely. Yeah. And um, they would have their kids taken in some cases and mm-hmm. raised by the state right. in foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, how did they operate underground? Well, there were a lot of different tactics. They had underground printing presses um, that they would use to mm-hmm. um, make photocopies of hymnals right. and print hymnals and Bibles and various materials that were illegal. There were a certain number of Bibles that were allowed to be printed in the Soviet Union, but those were for the for the mainstream churches. For instance, the Orthodox Church. Mm-hmm. Right. Get closer to the mic. Okay. That way I can hear you. Mm-hmm. And the Orthodox Church right. was um, by the, you know, after World War II, mm-hmm. was pretty much fully under the control of the KGB, mm-hmm. who had infiltrated through the seminaries, sending KGB agents into the seminaries, pretending to be priests and controlled the church in that way. So it was those churches that were more fully controlled mm-hmm. that were... Um, able to get the printed materials. So, yeah, the underground churches would print materials clandestinely. Um, they didn't necessarily try to hide their their activity, though. They would proselytize. Mm-hmm. Right. And they would have church meetings kind of out in the woods sometimes mm-hmm. um, to try to escape from, you know, having their meetings raided. But um, so some of their activities were clandestine and some of them they were just in the face of everyone. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm sure there were carrots kind of extended for tattling, right? On people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of the people whose writings that I've read said that they that priests and pastors who were in the gulag would be approached and would be told, okay, if you turn and become an agent for the Mm -hmm. government, we'll get you out of the gulag and we'll give you a car and a nice apartment. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, some people did take them up on that. Yeah. And right now we have patriots that do that, right? They're saying, you know, mm-hmm. tell everybody what you did when you just were waved in by the cops into the Capitol, that, that, that you are, you know, shameful of this and you did something wrong and it was violent and horrible, even though it wasn't. And we'll, we'll let you get off. And you can only have a couple of months rather than 20 years trumped up charges. They're doing the same thing right now. They just do it under the, the cloak of something a little different, right? Definitely. Because in, in America, then it has to be the, the patriots that you scrutinize and that you say are awful and bad. Those gun-toting Christians that are terrible, right? Yep. <sighs> Lots did, of parallels. Go ahead, Uncle Milton. Did they first remove any reference to God in the schools? So in the case, so this is one big difference between how this happened in the Soviet Union versus here, because they didn't really have Mm -hmm. schools on a large scale in Russia Uh until they were just in that process of getting things Mm. going. So the people were mostly illiterate peasants that had just been freed from serfdom a few decades before. They were highly vulnerable to control. They'd been controlled for generations and generations. And so as the school system was being set up, they were able to set up their communist schooling right from the get-go. Mm, yeah. Whereas here, we've had to have a slow, step-by-step, uh-huh. slow multi-generation mm-hmm. takeover right. that if you're not paying attention, it's the right. frog being boiled you know, in oh, the kettle. Yeah. And still, to this day, there is no law saying you can't pray in school. There's no law for that. We believe there is. Uh, we believe that there's some sort of law. There isn't. But... 
people don't want to take a chance because yeah. it might get the headlines and then you might get the scrutiny and you might get the mob at your door, right? It's so bizarre to me because there, there was prayer in school when I, I at my public school when yeah. I was in school. I, I know. And so I think it's, it's, it's different all over the country. But like we said, it's hard to take America down because it was the foundation of it is right and true. So when you have that kind of foundation, it wasn't hard for them to do the school takeover because they already had a weak, that weak foundation built on communism that, that they could just go in and rule, right? Exactly. And also Easier. with with entertainment in the in mm-hmm. Russia, there wasn't mass entertainment. Like they were able to take over the different aspects of entertainment, such as theater, local theater and different mm-hmm. things. But Russia didn't have mass media really right. yet. And so they were able to just take over that as it was being developed whereas it's maybe a little bit different here. Right. Um, but one of the things that I think is really crucial for us to understand about how this takeover has happened in our education, mm-hmm. well, not just our education, our cultural in general, is um, the um, they're the cultural Marxists that um, they were looking, this was like in the mid-20th century, they were looking, well, the 20s and 30s, they were looking and seeing, oh, the West is not falling to communism like we thought it should. Mm-hmm. We need to weaken their moral hegemony there, and as we do that, then they will be susceptible. These Western nations will be susceptible to communism. So weaken the morals mm-hmm. and the, the sexual norms <coughs> that had to be done. Of course, removing God from the schools right. um, was a part of that as well. Right. Chase. Sounds satanic. Yeah. Well, it is. Temptation. It it's is. all about temptation. I think it was Khrushchev that warned <coughs> that we would become yes. this, what you're talking about. We would become mm-hmm. this in America. And you, you wouldn't recognize America at one point, uh, at some point coming up. And it would come in quietly. And that's kind of how it operates, right? Yeah. All the time. So imagine in this mm-hmm. country, the way things have gone, mm-hmm. people are afraid to speak out just because they don't want their neighbor to think less of them. Right. And are these people going to be willing mm-hmm. to go to our gulag? Well, that's mm. the thing. We have to be willing, which you guys are doing, and me too. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to be judged as a bigot or a, mm-hmm. a whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're just we're just going to say what we're going to say regardless. Yeah. And I know I'm not a bigot. <laughs> right. I've been called a racist by more people I can count than people who don't know me on Facebook. Right. Yep. Because I don't bend to critical race sure, theory. Sure. But um, we just have to be willing to be called those names and let it roll off our backs. Yep. Just like so many in history have. I mean, we look at all of the situations that Christians have been thrown into and, and all the, the times for survival and and the ways that they had to kind of go underground in order to do it, too, so it could prevail. I mean, I, I, you have to give those people that were at the helm of that so much credit because, um, and I hope we're worthy of that kind of status at, one, at some point, too, because we know this is all coming. Are those pastors, are those people that prevailed during this? Yeah. And imagine the fear every day. One of the things that really struck me as I was doing this research on the underground Christian churches in the Soviet Union there was so many of them that they were in the gulag and they were there and they were actually teaching people about God as they were there. And one thing that would happen is that they would, um, I know the Jehovah's witnesses would make little tiny copies of watchtower magazine to Mm -hmm. be smuggled into the gulag. Right. And and then they would get more converts while they were there. Interesting. And, uh, there was one man in particular who was the head of the underground seventh day Adventists. He was, he became, um, he got to know some of the, human rights activists, Mm -hmm. dissidents in the Soviet Union, Mm -hmm. and um, was instrumental in converting one of them back to Christianity. Mm. Wow. 
I know uh, Harold Zeiger, by the way, uh, Zeiger, Harold Zeiger, he was the one that wrote the Freedom's Nightmare book where in East Germany they had this, they were up against the same kind of thing and then small groups would meet in groups of like 10. So they wouldn't, weren't really visible and only one out of the group would know what was going on in other groups. And then that one would meet. So it wasn't all 10 meeting. It was just the spokesman for the group. And then they would coordinate this walking around the church thing uh, so that they could finally kind of show their power as the masses. When you're that tightly controlled, you have to have some way to do it. And so they would walk around the churches and suddenly it was 5,000, 10,000 or more people walking around the churches. And and the government sort of lost its footing at that point because they knew they couldn't, for optics sake, shoot them. <laughs> and, you know, bad press. And so it's, it's amazing to me how it took the strength of these people, these very faithful people, to pull a whole country out of these kinds of circumstances. So when we come back, we'll talk to Julie further on this. Uh, Beneath Sheep's Clothing, you can go get it uh, on Amazon. But also, you can call up and ask her some questions, too. So 888-673-1450. And uh, we'll talk in a little bit more detail, too, about how uh, her writings and, and what this book talks about. This kind of this fresh new book, new take on the subject. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hi, everybody. This is really important. This new limited coin, it's only going to be up for a short time. I really want you to have one. Please help and invest in truth right now. We need you. All hands on deck. We also need this show to expand. We also need this show to show shore itself up against all the attacks that it's undergoing online and with everything else we're having to deal with right now. Please help Freedom of Speech. We're one of the very, very rare shows that's still on the dial that gets to say what we, we get to say what we want. We don't have uh, a bunch of people telling us what parameters to stay in or what to talk about. So if you like the show and if you want us to keep going, please help us out and go get a collector's coin or a couple of them. Please keep us on the air. And it's the only fundraiser we've done in 10 years. And it's modeled after the first coin ever, ever uh, done in the United States, Lady Liberty. It also says, be faithful, be fearless on it, because we're going to need that message more than ever now. Please go to katedallyradio.com and get a collector's coin while they last. Thank you. Talk line. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to mypillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard my pillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. What a fantastic sale. Use the code word Kate. It helps the show. You can get up to 90% off right now. Take advantage of it. Stock up for Christmas. So many deals that Mike is doing, and it also helps expose election fraud. Thanks, you guys. Use the code word Kate. Ends are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Oh, rise, oh, rise like the day. Oh, rise up. Oh, 
powerful song. Are we training our kids to rise up against all this? Are we training them to go along? Big question. Big question. Welcome back. And uh, talking about an important subject right now, and that is this takeover of America and how it's affecting us, how, what it's being done in the schools, what's being done to our kids. Are we raising warriors? Are we raising go-alongs? Don't stand out. Go along with it. Be kind. Be kind. That's the, that's the equivalent to shut up and don't speak up for morality and don't speak up for anything that's right and true. Um, okay. Uh, welcome back to the show. We've got Julie Beeling. She's the author of Beneath Sheep's Clothing. We've got Uncle Milty and a lot of questions, I'm sure, uh, from you, the audience, as well, and a lot of subject matter to get to. Uh, Balanceofnature.com. Please, you have, you have control over your health, so make it count. And right now, you can go get balanceofnature.com. It's guaranteed for 30 days. Don't like it? Send it back. You're going to love it because it's going to make a difference, and you're going to see the difference. You're going to feel the difference. And that's why I'm telling you to get it. Everyone that gets it sees the difference and feels the difference. So this is why you hear so many testimonials about it. Make sure you go to balanceofnature.com. Put in the code Kate. I'm asking you to get your health in order so that we can have a chance at having all hands on deck here. If we're sick, we can't do this, but we have to, we need you. We need you. Balanceofnature.com, best food supplement on the market. Best. Head and shoulders above the rest. Balance of Nature. Balanceofnature.com, 35% off, free shipping. Get it today. Try it out. You don't like it, send it back. Okay? You'll love it. Julie, let's talk about some of these, uh, the five aspects of, uh, of communist enabling. Yeah, this Let's is do. something that once you once you see it, you can't uh-huh. unsee it. Right. And part of this is I'm taking three of the steps were outlined by J. Edgar Hoover when mm-hmm. he was fighting communism, mm-hmm. with the FBI many years ago. But I added a couple levels. Yeah. So um, cross dresser, J. Edgar <laughs> Hoover. Go ahead. <laughs> so the the very top, mm-hmm. which is confusing, they're actually not communists. They're the money bags and puppet masters of this whole thing. Okay. That are using the communist playbook to con- to amass control and power. The globalists. The globalists. globalists. Yeah. So back in the day, we have the likes of Rockefeller, Carnegie. Mm -hmm. I don't have to. There's other names. And they're still prevalent. Yeah. Still going at it. So again, they're not, they're not communists themselves. They're just using this and they're funding things. Mm -hmm. Then the next level down, which is not a very big level, are avowed communists. Mm -hmm. And even, um, and I talk about this in my book, we had people that were, we had pastors and, and priests that were teaching other t- pastors and priests in the seminaries that were avowed communists. Um, there was Harry Ward. He, there's a whole book written about him, the Red Dean. He was mm-hmm. a full-fledged communi- communist, and he was one of many who was mm-hmm. had infiltrating the churches in America by teaching other pastors and priests. Mm-hmm. So we have that level of avowed communists. We don't know that many. I don't know that many avowed communists. The next level down is quite large. It's communist sympathizers mm-hmm. or fellow travelers. These right. are people who more... They, they understand where the communists are coming from, but they don't want a violent overthrow of society. Mm-hmm. But they kind of like socialism. Right. They, they kind of don't like capitalism. Right. They probably don't like Christians very much. Well, King Fraudalot was endorsed by the Communist Party. They love him. Oh, yeah. They love everybody. everybody they all love him and Hormala. Every, they love it all. They love everyone in this party, in this coup that became our presidency administration. So. Yes. There's- Do you think... This group is largely the group that lack ambition to begin with in a capitalist society and just kind of plod along through life. 
to and take from everybody. Yeah, they'd rather lifestyle. take than give and work hard and yeah. progress. On I, their own. I think there's definitely that there. I think there's some people who are mm-hmm. I, true idealists mm-hmm. that are just misled for whatever reason. I think it's right. a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, they do like to pat themselves on the back in an effort to say, I'm a good person because I want everyone to be equal and have equal amounts of money mm-hmm. and have equal this and right. equal that. They don't realize that that is not a benevolent statement. Right. That means some form of slavery has to come in to do that to people, to keep them in the same equal genre, right, of income. So they don't understand that that's not a pat on the back to be a nice person. And these are people, and all of us need Mm -hmm. to study history. Right. And this is one thing I wanted to bring up. What has communism done? What has been the impact on lives? And it's killed more people, killed more people in the 20th century than any other form of government. And any, it's it's the most deadly form of government. And any form of disease, any form of anything. Yes. Um, you know, we have somewhere around um, 60 million mm-hmm. premature deaths in the Soviet Union right. due to communism. And China, it's somewhere around 80 million. And there's several other nations, obviously. And then we're now in the tw- 21st century and the death toll continues. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one thing that we need to understand. Um, the next two levels of communist enablers in America and, and anywhere, for that matter, are the largest by far. And... There's the level, I've called them level one dupes okay, and level two dupes. Level one dupes are the woke, are and this is what our children are being indoctrinated to become, either a level one dupe or a mm-hmm. communist sympathizer in the right. school. The level one dupes just, you know, it sounds nice. They really don't understand how this all works. They, they just want everyone to have their unicorns and rainbows mm-hmm. and lollipops right. and, you know, a, a wonderful socialist paradise. And don't really understand. And they're even less informed than the communist sympathizer level. Then we get to the level two dupes, which is just people who don't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. They want to be nice. The kind. Mm-hmm. And the kind, so. they don't want to be accused of being a right. racist or anything. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just kind of go along with it. Just and- say everything's moral. Doesn't matter if it is or not. Just right. say everything is moral. Everything's fine. Everything's great. And don't say anything about anything. Just keep moving forward. Right. Right. That's. But, but but these dupes, these level one and level two dupes, as I call them, are by far the largest um, mm-hmm. in numbers of, of all of these communist enablers. But they're the most they're just as important or more important than the rest. Yeah, because you have to have a lot of bodies carrying this out. Yeah. Yeah. You can't rely on just the puppet masters or the people under them. There right. has to be a ton of people carrying this out. Go ahead and come. Do, do you think there's maybe a sixth group of people who are just afraid, just yeah. plain afraid? I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, you know, that group will probably grow because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people who should be afraid and they're not. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like, true. And there's a lot of people that believe change, no matter what it is, is good. As long as we're constantly changing and what that change represents or the result of that change, it doesn't matter because it's all about change. They've been duped into thinking this. The, right. So these changes, these socialism changes, these communism changes come along and they're like, oh, well, they must be good because they're changing. Well, when you discussed how deadly communism has been mm-hmm. as a form of government, what people don't realize is that that form of government is so weak and oppressive that the only way they can hold it together is to kill and murder the opposition, the dissidents. Mm-hmm. They have no other choice. Right. right, and communists go further. They kill people who could become their opposition. Mm-hmm. Anytime communists come into a nation and take power, they kill off the educated class. Yeah. They Isn't kill that off, what they're afraid of? Yes, artists, mm-hmm. uh-huh. musicians, scientists, uh-huh. anyone who could 
stand up against them. Mm-hmm. They preemptively murder. Right. Yep. Right. And so they do have a weakness. They do have a fear. And that's why if we, you can educate the masses into understanding how they do it, right, and yeah. the def- different levels of people carrying out orders, um, because not all of them work directly with them. Some of them are just kind of dumb. Like they just, they go along because they go, Ooh, you know, this is a great, the great thing to be a, a part of the woke, you know, right. Then, um, then they are afraid of the masses. They're afraid of people not buying. So what if everybody took their kids out of the public school system? You know, there's like super mm. huge things we could do right now and save the country, but people are unwilling. Well, and that's, that's a huge thing is what can we do with mm-hmm. education? And we have two options. And mm-hmm. one of them is just exit the system yeah, and that's a vi- very viable option and set up your own system. And there's a lot of great people doing a lot yep. of great Yesterday, things. Yesterday, 50,000 kids did not show up in L.A. Mm-hmm. That's so a lot in one yeah. county school district. So Definitely. Mm-hmm. And the other option, which you can also do with the other one, it, but is, is to take this information. And, you know, we've only had so much time to go into things here mm-hmm. today. There's way more. Um, take Learn about what's going on. Get my book. There's other great people out there, too, who are exposing this information. And take this to our school boards. And this is something that I've done, and there's mm-hmm. other very active parents here um, where I live and in all, all throughout the country, for that right. matter, um, to take this information to the school boards mm-hmm. and, you know, give them, like, what are you going to do about this? What are you well, going to do about all of this infiltration into our schools? I have met school boards, and I'm not fond of them. I'm not <laughs> fond of the people that are in charge of our kids. And uh, they've made some really reckless and horrifying decisions. And the thing is, is they don't realize their power and they don't realize that that within counties, they can step aside from the state and go up against their own state. Now, if you want to go Google that, I have a lot of proof of, of school districts saying no to their state. They're all under the delusion that the state controls them and that they have to do exactly what the state wants all the time, and they don't. And you know what? If we ever get to a point where that's true, you would never see local school districts again. You would only see at the national, I mean, or at the state, at the state uh, offices. So that means we still have power. They're just not exercising it. Uncle Milton? What grade level do you think your book could be used as an educational tool? Well, one of my friends bought it and had all of her teenage kids read it with her. Um, Good. It, it is, it is, you know, that's why I'm hoping to make this. I'm actually working right now with a documentary filmmaker to make oh, this nice. into a documentary that would then make the information more accessible to younger kids. Although I wouldn't, I mean, some of the material. It's pretty hard it, to face. Yeah. Some yeah. of it's a little bit graphic. Right. Um, but. Well, I mean, is it more graphic than what they're learning about on Netflix? I mean, I, honestly, there things are shoved in their faces that are, are just beyond what you can imagine. So I don't. This is just a reality, and yeah. you need. So how do they help you do this documentary? How can people like help you financially with this? Yeah, we're we're working on the trailer, but we definitely need funding. Um, you can email me at beneathsheepsclothing at gmail dot com. Okay, and or you can go to my website beneathsheepsclothing dot com and message me, um, email me from there. That's also the name of the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we are looking. This the the point of the documentary is to educate people on what the true nature of communism communism is, what communists did, mm-hmm. how they overtook culture in the Soviet Union, especially churches and right. schools, and then showing how that's happening and has been happening in America and what our fate is if we don't take action. Right. We could expect, I'll just give it in a nutshell, churches, I believe that the any church that's not going to go full woke mm-hmm. in the near future is going to have massive 
propaganda against them. Right, right. And blowback in these the churches. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is the Branch Davidian FLDS treatment, mm-hmm. where you're raided by the government in a right. militarized raid. Perhaps kids taken. You know, they mm-hmm. find someone who abused someone, and then they right. use that as a pretext to take out. Take the all church. kids. Mm-hmm. Take all kids from the situation. It's really. We're getting to a point where if we don't start recognizing this and witnessing and and looking at it and understanding that it's happening to us right now and happens in different small ways, that's how they get you first, right? Um, We really can combat this if we if we can be a large population base that starts to pull your kids out of school and starts to say no to this junk and to the churches to say don't go along with this, please do not go along with this, even if it means your 501c3, do not do it. The, uh, Uncle Milty? The closing of the churches during COVID was a test run for how easy that's mm-hmm. going to be. Yeah. Do. And what did they do? They Everybody complied yep. pretty quickly with their 501c3. So this is a warning. It's something that we have to go, no, we're going to meet anyway. We're going to do things anyway. And uh, and that's going to take a populace of people to do that, right, Julie? Yeah. And I another another aspect with dealing with COVID Large in the churches, mm-hmm. we, we had the government telling leaders of churches to get their flocks to take the the yeah. COVID jab, yeah. right? And that's another it, thing that's got to stop. And if we, they wouldn't do it from the pulpit, at least take a picture of mm-hmm. you getting it and send that out to your flock, right? And, and a lot of them complied. Yeah, I know, and it's not okay. So there are a lot of things. Um, and I remember Chuck uh, Baldwin came on, and he said, "I got letters. I got letters." I, he goes, "He wish I w- he wishes he would have kept them, but he had letters from the government as soon as he had the five hundred one c three saying you will endorse this." You will go to your purpose and you will endorse these things. And so they use it as leverage. Um, And we have to be very aware that it is used in leverage. So those messages coming out can sometimes be uh, a little warped by that. And it's a good lesson for us. You're going to stick around for the next segment, right? Okay, good. And uh, you can, of course, call up and ask questions. 888-673-1450. We'll talk maybe a little bit more about some tactics used. Uh, It's sort of in this underground development that they had. It doesn't matter what country you're talking about or how severe it was. There's always an underground movement. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. you've got to love the underground movement because no matter what country, it's a very American thing to do is to have an underground movement that is defying all the odds and saying we will not do this. And there will always be pushback no matter what. If it happens, we're going to rename the show Radio yeah. Free America with Kate Dow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And also on that same note about, about it being a very American thing, you know, I mean, there's never been anything existed where you didn't have an underground development. So truth always prevails, even inside the harshest conditions. So what side of history do you want to be on? Do you want to be on that side or do you want to be on the side that went along? takes a lot of minions to run these things and so we'll be right back more with uh, Julie Beeling on the book is Beneath Sheep's Clothing. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. 